bring you breaking news with our daily news report on 1077 The Bronx. Here's your world in two minutes curated by our specialized team of broadcast journalists. Let's hear what they have to say in our daily news special, The Bronx News Flash. This is the Bronx News Flash, your world in two minutes on 1077 The Bronx, just ranked as the seventh best college radio station in the country by the Princeton Review and a 2023 nominee for National Association of Broadcasters Marconi Radio Award for College Radio Station of the Year. Live from Rider University, I'm Julia Train. On Monday, President Joe Biden delivered remarks for the 22nd anniversary of 9-11 at a military base in Anchorage, Alaska, on the way back to Washington from a trip to India and Vietnam. Biden spoke at Joint Base Elman Dorf Richardson in front of more than 1,000 service members, first responders, and their families. Biden's Alaska remarks were the first he has delivered in a 9-11 anniversary speech as president at a site that was not hit in the attack. Last year, he spoke at the Pentagon. In 2021, he visited Ground Zero in New York, traveled to Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and then went to the Pentagon. Biden said Monday he remembered seeing the devastation in New York the day after the attack. Other Biden administration top officials and their families remembered 9-11 at the more traditional sites. Earlier Monday, Vice President Kamala Harris visited New York City's September 11th memorial and First Lady Jill Biden laid a wreath at the Pentagon Memorial in Arlington, Virginia. In his speech Monday, Biden also called for national unity above division, emphasizing the importance of coming together around democracy. The administration will also give $4 million to the National September 11th Memorial and Memorial Plaza in New York City. The funds come from the 9-11 Memorial Act grant program. Here's a clip of Biden's 9-11 speech. I join you on this solemn day to renew our sacred vow. Never forget each of those precious lives stolen too soon when evil attacked. Ground Zero in New York. And I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating. Shanksville, Pennsylvania, the Pentagon in Virginia. I spent many 9-11s in those hollowed grounds to bear witness and remember those we lost every day, but especially the last few days their memory has been with me. The Biden administration has issued a waiver allowing banks to transfer $6 billion in Iranian assets without fear of U.S. sanctions, which is a key step in securing the release of five American citizens wrongfully detained in Iran. As a part of the arrangement, the administration will release five Iranian citizens detained in the United States. The process to bring the Americans home began to move forward in mid-August with the release of four Americans into house arrest. The issuance of the waiver, which the administration informed Congress about on Monday, is a clear sign yet that the process may be reaching its end stages. In the notice to Congress, Secretary of State Antony Blinken confirmed that the United States has committed to allow the transfer of the $6 billion held in restricted South Korean accounts to restricted accounts in Qatar to be used for humanitarian goods. Qatar will oversee the dispersal of the funds. The waiver, which Blinken approved on Friday, will allow for those institutions to transfer the money to the accounts in Qatar without worrying of invoking United States sanctions. Rescuers pulled an American researcher out of a Turkish cave on Monday, more than a week after he became seriously ill, over 3,000 feet below its entrance. Teams from across Europe had rushed to Morka Cave in southern Turkey's Taurus Mountains to aid Mark Dickey, a 40-year-old experienced caver who became seriously ill on September 2nd with stomach bleeding. He was on an expedition to map the cave, which is the country's third deepest. Dickey was too frail to climb out himself, so rescuers carried him with the help of a stretcher, making frequent stops at temporary camps set up along the way. Dickey was removed from the last exit of the cave at 12.37 a.m. local time on Tuesday. 
Mark's parents, Debbie and Andy Dickey, thank the international caving community, doctors and rescuers, and the Turkish government for helping rescue their son. The American was first treated inside the cave by a Hungarian doctor who went down the cave on September 3rd. Doctors and rescuers then took turns to caring for him. The cause of Dickey's illness was not clear. And that's all for this episode of the Bronx News Flash, your world in two minutes on 1077 The Bronx. Winner of the 2023 Intercollegiate Broadcasting Systems Media Award for Best Radio Station and a 2023 nominee for an NAB Marconi Radio Award for College Radio Station of the Year. Live from Ryder University, I'm Julia Train. Thanks for tuning in to the Bronx News Flash on 1077 The Bronx, your daily update for on-campus, local, national, and international news. Want to stay up to date? Check out the Bronx News Flash on demand on all your favorite podcasting platforms or 1077thebronc.com slash newsflash. Now back to the biggest hits and best variety on 1077 The Bronx.